millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sunday News. And on today's news, Hangman Page is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Jay Lethal has debuted in his hashtag All Elite. Uh, we've got some more updates on the rest of the full gear cards that happened last night. And there's an injury update on Lance Archer. Hello and welcome to the Not Solo Sunday News today. Remember, yes. Andrew Pollard here at What Culture Wrestling. I am joined by Mr. Benroy Turner. Benroy, thanks for coming along on this Sunday. Thanks for just... Jo- let me be here, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're both, we should probably put our, like, uh, a warning. We are both quite tired because AEW full gear was last night and being in the UK, time differences, lack of sleep and work is always a fun mix, normally fueled by some sort of energy drink, um, as we're both um, yeah. examples of this morning. But first and foremost, Ben Roy, Hangman Page. Yeah, Hangman Page after... 806 days, I think I counted the other last night, after his loss at uh, All Out way back when in 2019, has finally won the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I, I, I call it the World Heavyweight Championship, it's just the World Championship, I've got the World Heavyweight stuck in my head. But after all that time, Hangman Page is finally the champion after this long story that, I think obviously AEW's longest story that sort of played out from him losing to Jericho, then sort of being tied up with the Elite and breaking up with them and culminating to him to finally beating Kenny Omega on one of their biggest stages. Um, I thought the, the story leading up to it could be stretched out at times, but this was also meant to happen like, like last pay-per-view all out, I guess. And the match went down great. I think the show would have been a lot weaker without this big win on the show. So I'm glad that Hangman that it was almost extended to, the, to this one. And it seemed like the perfect time to pass the torch for a new era of Cowboy Shiznit. What did you think of the match, uh, Andy? Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I think I'm a little bit higher on the pay-per-view overall than you could sell. But yeah, that main event I thought was great. Uh, the finish was great. The the way you hit that second uh, bookshot lariat just looks so smooth. Obviously, the the kind of the, the nod from Matt Jackson, like almost like a go on put him out of his misery sort of thing um yeah. it's yeah it was, it was just lots of uh, lots of coolness and the match the, the entrance uh, that was really nice i thought how they did that with what was it, the target center where you see all almost like a recollection of this story of hangman's played out on buildings it's like ah oh, that's a cool idea obviously yeah. while he's riding the horse which makes everything cooler as well um <laughs> so yeah I, I i loved it and i think now it's a case of obviously we know 
who's waiting in the wings to go after the, the, the AW world title now, a Brian Danielson. But then it's like, what's next for Kenny? How does this work with the elites? Obviously, there's going to be some sort of fallout from the Bucks' presence at ringside. So, yeah, it's. It, I thought it was a great main event. And it also, it, it leads to a whole load more questions to be answered over the next few weeks and months. Um, it's, it was, it's a good time. Yeah, I, I wondered the elite thing as well. Are we going to get a face turn out of them or are some of them going to splinter off because like Nick and Matt almost seemed like they were like, wait, are we are we going back to the good side? But then they might be talking about spending another £64,000 on trainers next week. So who knows, really? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, to me, I, I thought the, the story that's there to write was you don't break up the elite. This was obviously before full gear. And then when Kyle O'Reilly's contract comes up, what reportedly next month, I think, yeah. Uh, it's and then all you've got to do is wait for Roddy Strong, and you could get some sort of elite versus undisputed era or whatever you would call them. Um, but I don't know what we'll see on this one. But what we will be seeing, or who we will be seeing in AEW going forward, is Jay Lethal. Now, yes, yeah, it was an interesting one. Obviously, introduced to the stage formally, it wasn't like it was a surprise run in or he's spotted in the audience. Tony Schiavone brought him to the stage at full gear. Uh, he announced that he pronouns pal uh, Jay Lethal announced that he is has officially signed with All Elite Wrestling and then threw out the challenge to accept Sammy Guevara's challenge uh, for a TNT title shot which will take place on Wednesday so there's a lot to to, to uh, break down there Jay Lethal in AEW first and foremost um, yeah. is this a big get for you or, or, or yeah how are you feeling about Jay Lethal it, it's weird because one I was like is there an open challenge are you just have you just not been watching the show and just thought it was a mirror thing or because everyone seems to have done an open challenge i think since they won the belt i mean mirror didn't necessarily have an open challenge but he was just like openly wrecking people uh jay lethal's a weird one because i'm an old i guess it's you would say old school at this point which makes me feel sad and old uh tna fan back way back when when christian uh debuted that's what drew me in and one of the uh, characters, the wrestlers on that brand at the time was Jay Lethal. That really, I, I loved the Black Machismo and I love that they sort of um, brung him out to Black Machismo-esque, Macho Man-esque music. And Jay Lethal was great and I, I love him in the ring. He was at the um, All In, uh, all the way back when, you say way back when now, it's because that was also a hundred years ago at this point. Uh, it's weird because I just feel like he'll, he'll be a classic sort of, AW sort of debut for a lot of people. I, I'd say at this level, like they come in, they'll have like matches for six weeks and then they sort of fade into the mist for a bit and then come back. I, I, I'm not against it. Jay Lethal's a great, great talent. So I, I would love to see uh, what AW can do with him and what he can sort of do in a sort of, on a bigger stage after being with Ring of Honor for quite a while now. Yeah, basically 10 years. He, he is Mr. ROH. Uh, I, yeah. I think he was voted the uh, Ring of Honor wrestler of, an, of the 2010s. It's like, but it's it's got it's such a weird history when you break it down and look at it numbers wise. Because back in like 2005, he was fighting Samoa Joe. Well, he lost the, the Pure Championship, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship to Samoa Joe. And then he had this spell in TNA. They went back there. And it's just like this career, it's like a 20 year career, and the dude's only 36. Uh, years of age it's it's it just feels like well he has been around forever but it, he just he started really young got two things two roh world titles as the pure championship there was I, I really enjoyed the foundation stuff he was doing with jonathan gresham and, and hot sauce and and Rhett titus in in recent years and 
part of me is sad that that's not good. I mean, that could still they could follow him over to uh, to uh, AEW, but it's um, this. I think this is the first of many Ring of Honor uh, alumnus that we'll be seeing in AEW because obviously Ring of Honor. It's the awful news that they're basically kind of closing their doors by the end of the year, then having a hiatus in the first quarter of the next year and then relaunching as what just seems like a regular indie. So there's going to be a lot of people popping up. And, and I mean, Jay Lethal's a first. Maybe we get, I don't know, the, the Briscoes or something. It's it's an interesting one. I think I, I kind of agree what you're saying about how, how Jay Lethal will be used, whether it's a case of probably will be, uh, he'll be on TV for a few weeks and then... Uh, you used a really good word before we started recording this about how they kind of cycle in and out talents and yeah it's you guarantee good matches with Jay Lethal um I'd be interested to see like how what position he's in if, if it is like that TNT title or there's something a bit higher for him yeah um and I just yeah I just look forward to see what happens with uh Jay but we should probably uh maybe run down some of the more notable things that happened on the card at Full Gear mainly MJF uh beating Darby Allen with a um a side headlock which uh was <laughs> w- w- glorious i would think uh i don't know if there's much more to say about the match it was just sort of like a uh a weird sort of like mish of styles and it seemed like more of an mgm M- mg i don't know it's a mjf match than anything else uh did, did this match do it for you it did it did and i think it's because it's i mean i like darby allen and i like his style but i think it's more because it was an mjf match i think it's a really good way to put it it was more about body parts and selling um and obviously getting the cheap underhand win with the the diamond 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 dynamite diamond ring shot and then the yeah. uh, side headlock so yeah i i really dug this match um it was probably what i thought one of the the better matches on the card and i thought most of the matches were, were good as well but yeah definitely tick boxes for me uh some of the other matches on the card let's just have a look at them and i'll just uh bounce around through them as i am ill prepared here and i lost the thing <laughs> uh we had the buy-in that was that was fine I, for the buy-in we had uh nala rose and jamie hair losing to Thunder rose and harashida which was sort of obvious we had um Another tag match later on in the card. I'm just going to go in any sort of order that I just I please, and then I'll just see if you if you want to jump at any point, Andy, at the end. Uh, Pack and Cody beat uh, Malachi and Andrade. I mean, again, this was one of those matches that made it feel more like an episode of Dynamite to me at times, where I feel like you could have just sort of like trimmed that off and given other matches room to breathe, um, especially as Andrade seemed to take about half an hour of his entrance and then everyone else had to sort of rush out and from there it felt like parts of the show were being rushed um we, we had lucha bros def- uh, defeat in ftr but they pinged the wrong member of ftr and they tried to make out that they were confused because they were both wearing masks even though one's got a massive back tattoo so uh, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah yeah and i don't know if that sort of worked for me as well uh, we had the super super click losing to Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage, which was fine. But I was worried because Matt Jackson took a uh, concerto and then was just around the end of the show. I feel like concertos. I don't mm. know where if that if this happened or if this is me man shouting the clouds. But I thought if you got a concerto, you sort of done in for a while. But we've had like Adam Cole get one and then wrestle three days there, sort of thing. So I, I guess. I guess it's just me thinking the concerto is a bit too powerful than it used to be. Um, Daniel Bryan beat Miro for, to progress through. I think Daniel Bryan was always going to win, whether it is Miro or John Moxley. Um, 
what did that match that was one of the sort of best I, I liked how much of a struggle that was at times and even though there was sort of like a few fumbles for like get added to it what do you think Andy? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. I think just this whole, the presentation of Miro in these last, what, three, four, five, six months has just been brilliant. And you've just got this dominant monster um, who's very much like, a, I don't know, like a Nikita Koloff I always, always comes to mind. And then Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan, as Jim Ross called him several times. It's it's a hard habit to get back out of, to go back yeah. to Bryan Danielson. So uh, some credit to Jim Ross, I guess. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think in, in Brian, you've got that perfect babyface foil there. And just and also he's, he's credible because of the, the stiff kicks that he puts in Brian. So I thought they worked really well together. I I wasn't as nailed on with the result as, as you could tell. I thought I, I thought Brian was going to win. Um, but then there was a smidge where I thought maybe maybe they go all in, no pun intended, on Miro, um, especially with Paige being the, the one to win the world title. But yeah, I, I really dug this match. And I, I really enjoyed the tag match as well. Um, but then that massive FTR mark. They, they had me at their entrances, just the robes, the music, the, the mullet. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in my heyday. That's good. Um, I, I, I like the both as much as one. I, I just want to see more Brian. And I'm sh- I'm glad that he didn't red up his chest for this one because mm. his poor chest needs a break. Uh, Britt Baker defended her title against Ty Conte. I think that was pretty much of an obvious sort of like result. Uh, I, I just don't think you, we had Britt Baker be built for so long that I just don't think you just take it off her that quickly. I think Britt Baker is, is going to be sort of a Thunder Rosa that's eventually yeah. going to dethrone her with that one. Um, and then I, I would say probably my main event, uh, CM Punk versus um, Eddie Kingston. Uh, just an excellent bro. Uh, from, mm. from start to finish, uh, I was thrown off by CM Punk being CM Shorts instead of CM Trunks or Long Boys to, uh, on yeah. that show. But just how it became an odd one. You believed all the way through, even though like rush, smart wrestling fans, but you believed all the way through that this was a, like an actual fight, an actual like they, they wanted to really do each other in and like just from even promos where Kingston's like he's lying to you and things like that just I was drawn into this from start to finish what do you think about this one Andrew? Yeah I loved it that was my match of the night I thought the main event was great but uh, for me the yeah and it was the shortest match as well I think it was only like 11 minutes and the rest all kind of around about 15, 20, 25 in some cases uh, I, I just I thought it was just so good and I, I really liked the shorts it was like a hybrid of because in his RH days back in the day, you'd have like the kind of knee length shorts, but these were like a little bit shorter, not quite budgie smugglers, but maybe that's where we go next for CM Punk. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I loved I loved the, the start of it with just Eddie like blindsiding him with the, the back fist uh, just before the ref, before the bell even went. It's like, oh, this is, yeah, I, I was absolutely loving it. Um, and it was, it just, it felt real. You were invested in it. You were invested in the promos going into it. Um, and I don't know, because partway through this i was thinking like if they wanted to um i don't want to compare anybody to stone cold steve austin and bret hart but cm punk could be for eddie kingston what bret hart was for stone cold steve austin that perfect foil for the the character flip the change and the the everyman regular guy on the street sort of thing it's uh, yeah i I, I love this match i thought it was great and i'd like to see more from him but it's that's the, the good and the bad of AEW is that they don't really do rematches that much it's like you have your one big match that's been built to and that's it so we might not get any more of this, but I'd love it if we did at some point. Yeah, there's some points where I'm like, oh, I wish, sometimes I wish they did like pay-per-views every month so I could get more of these matches. But then I'm like, well, if I did, we did have that, then we'd probably be oversaturated and I wouldn't want any of the matches. So that's a good thing. And yet, I just feel like Eddie's got the the most like genuine, like real uh, sort of like 
love from the fans like, out of anyone at the moment. Like it almost felt like the entire show, it was like a quiet show until they came out and it was and it just the, the crowd were going wild and that that sort of bled all the way through into the main event which of course we've run through uh hangman adam page beat kenny omega uh we got one more story andrew one more story we do we do you've uh, got it in your in your pocket what is it i, I do somewhere in my, my shorts that don't have any pockets on but yeah uh, that's that's the under the camera part i'm yeah totally naked that's it buck ass underneath this yeah. no um it's just a brief story uh because most of the stories this morning and today uh, it's just all fallout from full gear uh, and one i guess like adjacent story to that is that lance archer there's a little injury update on him that he's out of action at the moment and that the diagnosis on that is it's a concussion that he's dealing with uh, this came from wrestling inc reported this um and they also added how archer was in uh, Minneapolis this weekend for full gear but obviously wasn't used on camera and it was just a case of he was there as part of his rehab process so hopefully it's not too long before the Murderhawk monster is back in an AEW ring uh, are you looking forward to that day Ben Roy? Um, I would say but then I feel like he's become a bit of a cane where everyone just beats him even though he's a big imposing figure like, I, I, I want to believe in Lance Archer like I also want to get well because obviously you do but at this point that I feel like someone like Amiro and all that have taken his storm as being the big monstery man that sh- destroys everyone. So I-, I need Lance Archer to get some wins and win something important, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think they-, they kind of, they got, there was that kind of that drop off when he lost the, the TNT title match against Cody. That yeah. kind of took loads of momentum out of him. And then they got it back and then he beat Moxley for the IWGP US title. And you're thinking, oh, this is this is cool. And obviously he lost that uh, to Tanahashi. And then it's, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting to see where they go with Lance Archer when he comes back. And hopefully that is sooner rather than later. And hopefully it's a, a full recovery. He did say that it seems to be he'll be at the full recovery. And it could have been a lot worse because it was a horrible landing he had from a moonsault against uh, Eddie Kingston uh, in, I think that was the first title tournament match, or one, one yeah. of the ones anyway. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, unless you've got any other little snippets you'd like to add, Ben Roy? No, that, that's the news, I would say. Um, that is the news. Yeah. How, how Who's going to intro that? I guess we're just going to fight now to who's, who's going to outro this thing. But I guess, um, thanks everyone for watching. This has been the Sunday news. I'm taking over Andrew's videos. I would <laughs> try to scramble out of this and go back to bed. Um, don't forget to like, share and subscribe and all that lovely jazz. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at culture left peg and you can follow me at ben returner and you can follow all of us at what culture is it well we what culture wwe these I, we, I, we are what culture WWE. I, I, I never i never outro these ones i'm always doing like games so yeah you can follow us all at what culture wwe anyway until next and next sunday when inevitably it'll just be me andrew just floating about after what well, you won't be because these aw pay-per-views are not going to be always a saturday so and next week i'm not here again no, yeah, next week I, I'm off as well. I, I'll be I'll be oh. interviewing Bret Hart next weekend in Telford at Wales Comic Con. That's my well, next weekend. Make sure you give him a little kiss for me. And until next oh, well. time, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.